welcome to the Capital Employee Podcast. For this episode, we had the pleasure of welcoming back to the show Theron D. Riss, who is the founder and manager of Eschglat Asset Management based in London. If you want to know more about Theron's investment style, then I would suggest listening to episode 15 where he talks about this in more detail. For this episode, Theron discusses how his fund has performed so far this year, why he's still bullish on gold, and two stocks he's recently added to the portfolio. This is a short but very sweet episode and I think you will really enjoy it. Before we begin, every so often we will be doing write-ups about stocks from around the world that have piqued our interest. These will mostly be companies on the small end of the market cap scale that go under the radar of most financial media. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, visit capitalemployed.substack.com and add your email to the list. That's capitalemployed.substack.com. Please enjoy my conversation with Theron. Hi Theron, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks John, it's great to be here. So how has 2022 been for your fund so far? Well, we've had a good start to the year. We're up probably about uh, eight, eight or nine percent. You know, we tend to invest in industries, geographies that have kind of suffered a major dislocation, and so uh, you know, we loaded up on on energy-related shares in in 2020 uh, post post the pandemic. Uh, they've of course gotten a recent boost, and then we've also had a long-standing holding in in precious metals-related securities. You know, they were pretty out of favor last year, actually, you know, with the broader market up 25 to 30%. They actually sold off. And so the second half of last year, we were adding somewhat to our position there. And that's uh, started to pay off uh, this year as, as there's been demand for safe haven. So we're doing well. The last time you were on the podcast back in April last year, you were very weary about inflation. How are you viewing inflation now and, and how are you positioning your portfolio to deal with it? Yeah, I mean, it's fair to say we've, you know, we've been positioned for inflation for you know the better part of of, of 10 years actually uh, you know we've tended to be invested in stocks in uh, resource areas energy financial more cyclical areas of the market that's where we perceived uh, value uh, and these were areas that uh, tend to you know benefit from from inflation and were cheap and uh, in the case of resources and energy you know have have a generally lower correlation with the with the broader st- stock market we've we've had that uh, positioning for a long time. And, you know, I think two years ago when the pandemic hit and the fiscal spending bigots were uh, opened up, that was really kind of the trigger for, you know, the, all this, this money printing that until then had been trapped in the financial markets to really you know, hit the real economy. Uh, you know, m- more recently, you know, this, uh, this, this war that broke out tragically is it's, it's not the cause of inflation, despite what President Biden might, might tell you. Our main task right now, uh, John, is is to basically sit tight and uh, not trade out of our positions too early. Frankly, maybe I'm not too popular with our brokers right now. <laughs> we're not doing that much, <laughs> but um, because we had the right positioning, we're uh, again we're trying to trying to take advantage as, as much as as much as we can. So you're still expecting inflation to stay reasonably high for the next year or so. Certainly, yeah, high, higher higher than you know the average of the past ten years. If anything, you know, very high in in, in the next several months. Still, our largest position continues to be uh, gold-related, uh, gold and silver-related securities. I'm sure you've seen, you know, gold hit a, an all-time high uh, just just last week. 
I, you know, I think the, this move to freeze Russia's central bank reserves is uh, you know, just a tectonic uh, shift. I mean, it's a real green light for foreign central banks and others to shift, uh, diversify away from, from the dollar, frankly. I think it's also a way for the, for the U.S. to kind of tell the world that it wants a, a weaker U.S. dollar. And, and that's because, you know, the U.S. dollar has sort of been the sort of, you know, the, the, the medium through which, uh, you know, the, the petrodollar revenues have been uh, recycled. And that's kept the dollar strong for, for, for many years. And, it, you know, strong dollars, not necessarily in the interest of the U.S. right now, right? Because um, it makes China more competitive and it kind of helps to deindustrialize America. And, you know, what America really needs now is to rebuild its industrial base to have, you know, frankly, high inflation, high wage inflation to sort of reduce inequality and get real wage growth uh, up and, and also to inflate away the debt. So I think there's, uh, there's an interest on the part of the U.S. to have a potentially a weaker, a weaker dollar. Uh, and that plays into the hands of gold. Before we talk about maybe some of the new stocks in your portfolio, last time you were on the podcast, you discussed EMX Realty and Penza Investment Management. Are, are you still holding those companies and how have they performed? over this past year? We've, we've actually sold out of both of them. You know, as value investors, a stock can be, you know, cheap at one price and, you know, fairly valued uh, at another. And so that entails, you know, some level of turnover uh, and the, the investment thesis can also uh, change or you can, you can find something, something better. And, you know, that's what happened in the case of, of, of EMX royalty. We, we, we held the shares for, you know, 2020 and most of 2000. Uh, 21, but you know some of the catalysts that we've been expecting, you know, kind of got got pushed out, and, and because we purchased it, uh, you know, at just over you know a dollar dollar a share, and it had gone up to you know nearly three, we um, we we sold out essentially, and, and you know some of the catalysts we'd been expecting had occurred, and others were pushed out. In the case of uh, Psina Asset Management, it's quite simple. You know, in the summer of 2020, when value shares were really on their back. Uh, you know, we we bought it at like five times trailing earnings, right? On the expectation that, you know, it would, you know, trade up substantially to a more historically normal, you know, kind of 10 times earnings. And that's really what happened you know, 18 months later. Uh, and so we basically bought it at five and sold it at 10. This <laughs> is kind of as simple as, sim- simple as that. That's great. So uh, can you talk about maybe two new stocks in your portfolio that you are, are very bullish on? What was your thesis for investing? Two stocks. The first one is uh, Agnico Eagle which is a, a senior gold miner. And the second one is Anima SGR, which is a, an Italy, uh, asset, Italy-based uh, asset manager. So the first is Agnico Eagle. Look, this is, a, this is actually a $28 billion uh, market cap company, trades around uh, $61 a share, and uh, recently uh, purchased it. And basically, I, I like it for, for, for three reasons. The first, it has great assets. Uh, the second has a management with a very strong track record, uh, and the third is it uh, has a, you know quite an attractive uh, valuation. And there's also uh, a, a reasonably uh, uh, interesting set of catalysts. So for, just first, in terms of the the asset base, this company recently underwent a merger of equals with Kirkland Lake Gold, which uh, brought it a very high margin uh, mine in Australia, but more importantly, uh, brought it the Detour Lake, which is one of the largest, you know, gold gold finds in the last uh, decades um, in, in Canada. So the you know the new combined company has by far the best assets 
in the best jurisdictions of, of all the larger uh, gold miners. It's, you know, its average reserve grade is two times higher than its, uh, you know, its second best peer. So the asset base is, is very attractive, especially with this backdrop where you know, jurisdiction risk is, is very real. Second, on, on management, the company has a very strong uh, track record of capital allocation with success both in acquisitions, organic investment, dividend consistency, and also buybacks. Yeah, I think it's just a superior way to own gold, but it does come with a lot of volatility, so you do have to kind of uh, pick your spots. Uh, but it's a company that over, you know, over, over 25 years has, has produced a 13% total return per annum, which for a gold stock, as you can imagine, puts it right at, right at the top. And then the third reason is the valuation. This is never a, 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 a statistically cheap stock, uh, but right now I think it's reasonably attractive because it, its historical premium relative to the other large gold miners uh, has, uh, has, has disappeared. And that's despite it having you know, these much better, much better assets in much better jurisdictions. And I mean, just one simple way of, of describing uh, the opportunity is, is that the shares are still 30% off their highs, reached uh, you know, in, in the late summer of 2020. And that's despite gold being back at its highs. So you would think that there's an opportunity for Agnico Eagle to, to have some catch up. And that applies to the entire uh, gold sector. And you know, if you look at price to book or price to sales uh, multiples, uh, the averages over longer periods of time, uh, again, there's a, a reasonable case to be made that the shares, which are now at 60, 61, could, could trade in the eight, 80 to $100 range. Um, in terms of catalysts, the, the, the first quarter here should be the sort of the trough. Uh, they have some COVID-related uh, interruptions that uh, are, have lasted into, into, into the beginning part of this year. Uh, so results should get better through the year. You have you know, very substantial merger synergies that will uh, come through uh, in, in, in coming years. Very conservative uh, forecast and a lot of free cash flow because they've made a lot of investments in the past several years that are now uh, going to start uh, paying off. So I, I really think this will, be, this will become the, you know, the go-to institutional uh, gold stock. Shall I move on to the second one? Yeah, please do. Okay, very briefly, Anima. It ticker is A-N-I-M in Milan. It's a $1.3 billion market cap and trades around three, 360, 370 euros per share. And again, here it's a sort of a combination of macro and micro, which tends to be a feature of our, of our investment thesis for a stock. So first, you know, it's the, the leading institutional asset manager in Italy. They do institutional and retail, but uh, are geared a little bit more towards institutional and have outstanding distribution throughout the country. So you walk into most banks in, in, in Italy and you, you, know, you have access to, to Anima's um, uh, products. And just in terms of the investment thesis, first, you know, Italy is very oversold now. You know, in the past couple of weeks, the stock market there is down you know, 20, 20 to 30%. So Italy is very oversold in, in the short term. Uh, the second is you know, the Italian economy is actually very strong. I mean, last year was, you know, it was one of the best economies uh, in the developed uh, world. And you have uh, leadership under Mario Draghi, which has been assured for another year before they have elections. And he is helping to implement um, a number of reforms that open up funds from the European Recovery Fund, uh, grants and, 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 and loans. So there's real economic tailwind 
for for Italy, which should feed through to general economic activity and you know uh, liquidity for uh, for investors to deploy in, into uh, products that Anima sells. And the third reason is you know Anima is, is is very cheap. I mean, we we actually purchased the shares just a couple of weeks ago. It was under five times trailing uh, price earnings ratio. Um, the dividend yield right now is about nine percent. Uh, the company is buying back stock. They've bought back about 0.75%, uh, so nearly 1% of their shares outstanding just in the past uh, couple weeks since the since the war broke out. So there's a, a reasonably simple opportunity here for the shares to you know revert back to an average multiple, and an average is extremely low. So you know in the past two years the PE has averaged eight eight times, right? Um, so that that would take the shares into you know the five five fifty or so per share uh, up about fifty percent. You know since they listed in two thousand fifteen, they've traded it on average of thirteen times PE. So there's a lot more longer term upside. You know Italy is very oversold and historically cheap. Uh, I think this is a a reasonable way to 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 play a a reversion a reversion to the mean. Um, so that's uh, that's Anima. I agree with you about uh, Italy being a a very good value value at the moment. I have two shares in my own portfolio that are Italian companies. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, good place to be, I think, on the, over the long run. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. Okay, so if you could go um, back in time when you first started investing and managing money professionally, what advice would you give yourself? Is there anything you would do differently? Two things. I mean, the, the first is, if possible, I would try and start in business with uh, with a partner to sort of share the share the burden uh, now, i don't i don't mean like a co-portfolio manager because i don't think that works very well but you know had i started with uh, a partner who was you know focused on the non-investment related activities that a, a startup needs to needs to get right you know we may have had uh, an opportunity to to gain critical mass uh, faster um, so that's uh, i think that can make a lot of sense um, than to try and um, go it alone, <laughs> in hindsight, of course. Um, and then the, the second thing is risk management. Uh, I, I would probably, possible, try and have a better framework around risk management. Um, you know, that goes beyond just sort of the, the toolkit of the value investor, which says, you know, I'm going to purchase a uh, stock at much less than what I think it's worth. And I'm gonna have a, a portfolio of these opportunities. And that's my, that's my risk management. There's actually a lot more that goes into that. And I, I think it takes experience, unfortunately, to perhaps put this risk management framework uh, together. Um, but you know, ideally I would have had more of a program uh, around you know, position sizing, liquidity management, uh, correlation, basis risk, these types of things, you know, ex exposure, etc. Uh, when I when I first uh, started out, but uh, again, yeah, the, you know, it, it takes some time in the market to perhaps uh, re refine a risk management approach. Okay, so where can listeners go to find out more information about you and Eschler Asset Management? Sure. So we have a website www.eschlerasset.com. And you can also um, ask to join our mailing list from the, the website. We send out uh, periodic updates. So we, we just published a, a, a white paper describing some of our 
investments in um, uh, resource areas uh, over the recent cycle, uh, how we implemented them, how we measure our results, and uh, some of the outlook uh, that we have. Uh, we also have a number of videos on, on YouTube on our channel. Just type in Ashler Asset Management. Uh, we've appeared on you know several um, several conferences and, and interviews and whatnot. And uh, you know we have a, a small office here in in, in London as well. If, uh, if if anyone wants to visit us, we're we're always uh, interested in meeting people. That's fantastic. Okay, Theron, uh, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. It's always a pleasure to listen to you. Thanks, John. Again, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the opportunity.